0: Welcome to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network in this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach. The 16th-ranked Aggies host Lamar in an out-of-conference home game Saturday night at Kyle Field. Kickoff is set for 6 p.m. on ESPNU and many of these stations. AM coming off a 24-10 loss at number one-ranked and defending champion Clemson last Saturday. It was the first time in 17 games that the Tigers were held under 25 points. Mike Elko's defense slowed down Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and the Clemson offense enough, but the AM offense could not get rolling until it was too late scoring its, touchdown, its lone touchdown of the game in the closing seconds. Coming up in the program, we'll take a long look at the loss to Clemson and Death Valley and look ahead at what lies ahead for the Aggies. We'll be joined by A&M columnist Olin Buchanan, Cole Kublik of the SEC Network, and Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio. All that, we'll pick some games and the keys to victory not just victory, not just covering a a huge spread for AM at 43 and a half, but feeling so good coming out of a Lamar game that you feel better going into Auburn and into SEC play. That and more coming up next, the Texas ags Marina White report on the CRM Sports Network.
1: All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverado's, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryan, or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads.
0: Hi, Gabe Bach here from TechSags Radio. And if you're not currently a premium or varsity level subscriber to TechSags.com, what are you waiting for? TechSags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or inside on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers AM like TechSags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in AM sports coverage. It's TechSags.com.
2: Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more.
3: Awesome. Like what?
2: We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network.
3: Oh, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four
2: free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep.
3: No, no. Something about the car?
2: Oh, you mean Boost Super Reliable Super Fast Network.
3: Before that, the car smashing thing. What
2: the smashing deal we got. Four lines for just $25 per line per month?
3: No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit.
2: I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones...
4: Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offers 916-19 9, or while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See boostmobile.com or retailer for full details.
5: Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park... <laughs> or at your kitchen table. Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed.
4: This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at vistaprint.com. Own the now.
0: Welcome back. Gabe Bach with you on the TexAgs Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And let's look at overall takeaways looking back on the loss to in last Saturday in upstate South Carolina. Joined in studio right now by tex columnist Olin Buchanan. Right off the top, what stood out to you most from the loss? Uh,
6: when I come back from it, I
0: thought that uh, just to
6: try to put it all in one small bundle is that uh, without – Take away some unforced errors, and it easily could have been that really close game that we expected to be. You know, don't drop a wide open pass at the ten yard line on first and ten from the fifteen. If you catch that pass, at the very worst, you're probably looking at second and set two or three. Are we talking, about Glenn, the, I'm talking about Glenn? Bill? Talking about Glenn? When
0: he dropped a pass down on the right yeah. side. I, see, I don't last get too much one.
6: on drops. I I, I give guy. You say there was a half dozen. There may have been, but I think sometimes if you have to contort your body just to get your hands on the ball, that's not a drop. But when the ball is right there, and and there's nobody on you, yeah. you've got to make that catch. Or or next time, put Jalen Watermeyer in that position because then you say, okay, this guy, I can I count? I mean, can I count on him to catch the ball in the red zone?
0: So, you can count on Jalen Widermeyer in mop-up duty. So maybe he no, is. The guy and it
6: was there. an easier catch that Widermeyer sure, had sure. true, but uh but only because the ball was he was reaching, you know, I, I say it catching it inside instead of outside, and not mm-hmm. reach but anyway, that's getting too technical. Um you know that play, a fumble, a a a penalty that helped uh helped your opponent get a touchdown just before the half and I remember I wrote, wrote something a couple of weeks ago about being better at the end of the half and what do you do you get a, a a bad penalty and you know you give your with less than a minute to go give your opponent 15 easy yards you know things like that have an f- interception at the one yard line so there's just some and that of course that was forced uh that doesn't fall under unforced but yeah. I mean, Clemson had something to do with that, but a lot of the things they did and the fumble—you know, the guy got hit hard. But you know, you're going to hit hard, get hit hard as a quarterback. Either slide or, or or, you know, just protect the ball better. But there were, uh, you know, a missed wide open
0: receiver. There were quite a few of those. But one
6: would have been a touchdown.
0: The second second play of the the game would have changed, could have changed everything. Look, Adams' defense gave up 24 points in the game. Yeah. Adams' mm-hmm. defense gave up seven second half points in like 150 yards total, 155 second half <laughs> yards. So they got off the field. But if you make a play like that when it's there for you, yeah. I mean, Buckley didn't saying. have a step on his guy. He had two yeah, three he was three five, steps.
6: five or six yards behind him, uh, running full speed. It was a linebacker. And it's, uh, it, again, it's just one of those things where you come back and, and just, you said one big takeaway. Well, it was the missed opportunities that weren't necessarily forced. You you end up missing them. It was just they were there. If you take advantage of the of what I'm I want to call them easy plays, but not too demanding plays. Yeah,
0: you're going to lose. You're in the
6: fourth quarter in a dogfight, and and that's what's frustrating.
0: A lot of teams are going to lose to Clemson just because they're better, right? Clemson's (laughs) number one team. They're playing at home. Like Billy said in the postgame game wrap, I think you wrote about it. This is nobody's going to get a tougher assignment than this this year. Going on the road, and especially when Syracuse lost, got tripled up at Maryland. It's like, okay, this is going to, we already knew this was our biggest test this year, and we're getting, this is a signature win opportunity, and they're guaranteeing stuff. Like they were all fired up. Absolutely. And it's really not that they played their best football per se, necessarily, but you've got to be darn near perfect to go on the road and win this game. But all the, all the mistakes, you know, the mind overthrow, when you go when and then the second drive, when you have a sixteen play drive and you can't get seven in there, and AM's like at forty five percent right now, red zone touchdown percentage through two games. That's not nearly good enough. Uh the bust on Leon O'Neal, where he tried to come up and chase Trevor Lawrence and vacated his spot on a Third was, and eleven. And it was a thirty yard touchdown and, to and Ross. DB's all Ross is his guy.
6: I know they get hear this all
0: they hear this all the time, but you don't leave the receiver. You just don't. Right. As a DB. You don't It's run. in his name. he's safety. He avoided the spot to come up and try to get Lawrence, but Lawrence is way too smart for that.
6: <laughs> yeah, and and is he gonna run for eleven yards and a first down, or are you gonna, you know, make him you're gonna you know stop him a yard shortener, kicking a field goal? You know, things like that. It was just some some mental lapses.
0: How about Kellen Vaughn's performance? Very slow out of the shoot, never really got rolling. He didn't get in a rhythm until the fourth quarter. Now they were playing back, but he had open receivers early in the game when they weren't, and he finally started coming to life and making some plays late. But I didn't feel like the urgency was there when they were down 21. They were running like a six-minute top I, of the I think Kellen's
6: personality is, is so stoic that you don't understand that maybe – I think that he was so uh, overly enthused for that game. Yeah. And that I think that had a lot – because he was throwing high – the whole the whole first half not only did he miss the long pass to uh Buckley but there are a lot of passes that he was just throwing high and uh uh so he's got to settle down and uh i think that you know you hear the the you know they say rise to the occasion well i he did not he uh just yeah i i still think he's a good quarterback and i think he's going to do a lot more good things than bad uh i think he he needs to find that balance still of learning when to scramble. And if he and I'm not talking about the design runs, I'm talking about when you're in the pocket for four and five and sometimes six seconds and still can't find a receiver to take off because then that's gonna eventually uh with his running ability, slow down a pass rush and also maybe take a guy out of coverage because he'll have to spy on you. But if you're never gonna use that ability, then then yeah. it's why well, have it.
0: Was it the second down play on the first play of the second quarter down there in the about the fifteen yard line and they he, had
6: second and ten at the fifteen.
0: Yeah, and everybody had vacated the middle, and there was a rushing lane, and it was it might have been Simmons in there spying him, but at the same time, Mond with a head of steam, with one man to beat, and he and he Simmons is either going to tackle him right around the sticks, and he's still going to move the chains if he runs right there. If he beats that guy, it's a house call. Right. And he's that's a, where you want to see and, him do that and he's more.
6: And, and instead he stayed and stayed lingered and lingered and lingered in the pocket and threw high to uh rogers and it was incomplete if he takes off it seems that at the very least you got a sizable gain that makes third down and uh uh third down and you know five or less you know more likely to be picked up
0: yeah now when you're down two scores and then you got down three scores but when you were down two score what was it 17 to 3 at halftime? Yeah, and that Seven, was 17-3. frustrating that it got to that. Yeah, 17 to 3, a and the game plan was good early and they were milking the clock, keeping Lawrence off the field. They just couldn't come away with touchdowns. Mon wasn't in rhythm, the offensive line was decent early, it got worse as the game wore on, and then there were some drops in there. Uh but 17 to 3, you start the second half get off the field back to back times. Can't do anything with it. And why? Because it's third and seven, third and six, and your offensive lineman jumps, and then the very next you get off the field again, and it's third and six, and everybody goes with the snaps center. Nobody the ball, right? So is that on the center or? But there there was some confusion in there on third <laughs> down with the snap count. I would think it was on the center because everybody else seemed to. Yeah, and then you get in the situation again at that third and five third and range, four. Third, and four. third and four, and this was the one drive of the game where Ryan McCollum was actually at center and he rolls the ball to Kellen Mond. Well, you can't just pick up that ball right there because they may scoop it from you and score. So you have to pounce on it. And then that created like a fourth and nine and just completely ruined three straight drives in the second half, completely ruined by third down mistakes. And those were all
6: around 40 to 50
0: area, right?
6: Yeah. They were yeah. manageable so situations where, you know, maybe if you can convert it, then you get something going. Couldn't even get a playoff. Uh, so Again, uh, and how many turn, uh, penalties? You know, the second, uh, or I should say the one touchdown that Clemson had in the second half, you had a maybe a bogus horse-collar penalty, but still a horse-collar penalty and mm-hmm. a an pass-interference penalty on that draft. So yep. you give them 15, uh, were,
0: 30 yards. There was the Mattabike roughing, which right. led to a well, touchdown. Mm-hmm. Well,
6: that was in the first half.
0: Right, 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 right. But just in there. So, so
6: there's so many things that that you could have done better that didn't require anything more than play a little smarter.
0: Right. Exactly. Not nine penalties for 85 yards on the road against number one. You're lucky to lose by 14. Yeah. Clemson's about 14 points better than So, again, that's, that's what I, I came think. away
6: from. It was not so much what Clemson did to you as what yeah. you did to yourself.
0: Yeah. Clemson's probably 14 points better, so you want to catch them on a down day, and then you have to play great. I don't think Anham that was a down day for Clemson. Them. I don't think it was a down day. They played well they, incredible defensively. Lawrence didn't look like – I mean, he was really good. He made some great throws. He was not all-world, and you and he really did a good job against ETN. Really good mm-hmm. job against ETN. Yeah, Etienne. I thought
6: the A&M defense played well.
0: Yeah. Um, Held them to 24. You know, maybe they
6: would have thrown more had A&M converted all the opportunities we're talking about. And then Lawrence would have had –
0: might have had more – uh, numbers, but uh, overall, I mean,
6: I, I didn't come away thinking, man, Clemson played bad. I thought,
0: no, no, I didn't want to, I, I don't want it to come off that way. And but again, and I thought it
6: was a game where, like you mentioned, I mean, they were into it. It wasn't like they were, you were going to catch them sleepwalking because right. this was their big game. You know, they knew A&M gave them a, a challenge last year yep. and it's an SEC opponent. And like you said, it doesn't look like uh, many ACC teams have the, uh, have the stones to uh, be able
0: to challenge them. We'll have more with Olin Buchanan when we come back on the Tex-Ags Baroon & White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Aggies didn't just take a loss on the scoreboard, they also took a loss in their backfield. Welcome back, Gabe Bach, with you on the Tech Sags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Is running back, starting running back, Jay Sean Corbin, going to miss the rest of the season with a major hamstring injury? As Jimbo Fisher confirmed that in the press conference on Monday afternoon. What that means to the ground game and more is we're joined once again by Tech columnist Olin Buchanan. Corbin's just a sophomore, but by far the most experienced back on the roster. And remember, this unit is already down Vernon Jackson, the projected number two back going into this year, who suffered a serious neck injury during the spring. OB, what was your reaction?
6: Uh, Well, it's obviously very unfortunate, and the fact of the matter is uh, he's the starter, which means he's the best guy. Uh, I think that uh, Isaiah Spiller is not going to have any trouble stepping in from uh, the running aspect of the position. Uh, you know, we've seen him. He runs hard. He has some explosiveness to him. Uh, I don't think that's an issue. I think where you're going to have to uh, hope you don't see a, a decline in production is in the uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. Fisher says he's a good uh, he's a good receiver spiller, mm-hmm. uh, and also uh, pass protection, where freshman running backs often struggle in in pass protection. I don't know that Isaiah will but freshman running backs often do. And again, Jimbo Fisher has told us on occasion that there's nothing on the football field that Jay Sean Corbin does not do well. Right. Well, yeah. can you say that about the next guy?
0: It, it, it be And maybe he does do it well, but he's still a true freshman. Now he's going into the gauntlet of the SEC West, and he's got to carry the load in a lot of ways. You look for another guy to come up, and they recruit him for a reason, but man, this, this, is, a, the, this is a blow. I mean, Richardson's played very little football. He's kind of the fifth, fourth or fifth team right now. He hadn't gotten on the field hardly at all. Uh, we hadn't seen Deneric Prince at all, and we saw very little of Kubota. He didn't even play last week. He was not suited out. This is, you got Travion leaving during the offseason a year You got the Jackson injury. You got the cup injury at tight end and you have the Corbin injury now, it's like the where are the chain movers, <laughs> right? You got, got you hand it to your back a lot of times to say, go get that yard. Let's keep that thing going. You, you had a big back in there in Corbin and you had a guy you well, could throw to at a big back. target. You're gonna have a big back I mean in, uh, in Jackson. Jackson was your could have been have a short big back
6: and in, in spiller. Yeah. I mean, he's two hundred and twenty pounds. So I yeah. mean, that's a big running
0: back. Uh I am just thinking think what they had late last year yeah, I mean, and what they don't have now.
6: Yeah, but I mean, you knew that Travion was leaving. I mean, it's not like it's a right. It's a, a surprise. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Well, we say that it's thin now, but up and up until yesterday, the narrative was that they were deep at running back. So, which is it? Because if you were, if we talked through, you know, and they talked through. Uh, Spring and August said, "Yeah, there's good depth at running back. Man, we got this guy, we got this guy, and this guy. And I'd heard about Richardson's going to be this and this. And now you lose your your starter, and that is a significant deal. He's the best guy. Yeah, and it's not often that the next guy is as good as the best guy. Uh, but if it, we'll find out just how how much that narrative was true. Uh, that you know th- that the depth was good there. Now, what I've seen from Spiller as a runner." I feel like he's going to be able to step in and like that him. they're not going to lose a whole lot there in the running game. But again, the question is, what's he going to do? The, Jimbo likes to throw to the backs. Jimbo wants the running back to provide uh, pass protection, which is something that I thought that Jay Sean appeared to me to be kind of inconsistent at, but
0: what do I know? right all right well how about we do Jimbo eight here Dalton right off the top here is uh coach Fisher yesterday I think it was you that might have asked it but after I asked him to give us an update on Corbin and he announced he was going to be out for the year then the follow-up questions come about the rotation how to look Kubodi, there's a question in there about uh, Jacob Cabote and we'll get to that uh, as the morning goes along but Jimbo was asked about Spiller and how ready he is now to take the bulk of the workload
6: Oh yeah, I think he has them. he's played pretty well and he can catch, he has all those skill sets and so then Kabodi Kabodi can catch the ball too very well all those all of our backs all have really good hands none of them can't do that but I mean obviously Jay Sean was doing it at a higher level more consistent because he was a starter and he'd been there but those guys are very capable and, and can do that very well
0: so far, so good from from Spiller specifically. I like what I saw there. That gives, you, that gives you hope that it won't fall off a cliff. And I know Corbin was off to a relatively slow start. He didn't have 100 yards in Texas State game, but took him 22 <laughs> carries. He didn't do much against Clemson. Neither did Travion or AM and m last year. Um, I think this is a significant loss in a guy that we had third in 30 players in 30 days, and while you personally ranked him maybe fifth, something like that, that's still clearly a top-10 player on the roster going down. And now – gets to the narrative we've talked about a lot. Is it time to get Kellen Mond going as a major part of this run game when you have Spiller and you got a whole bunch of guys behind him that have done next to nothing at that position right now, and you've got a quarterback that absolutely has the speed and ability to help you out in the run
6: game? Yeah, I think so. I think that if
0: you don't use
6: Kellen in the run game, at least some, uh, then you are taking one of your – Better threats and not even using it. Um, of course, Kellen's got to hold on to the ball.
0: Yep, no question.
6: Uh, he, he does tend to. Uh, he has a history of turn of, of fumbling, mm-hmm. and he's some got to, he's got to clean yeah. that up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the guy. He, and quite frankly, that can open up some opportunities for the running back if a if a linebacker or somebody is is hesitating just a a, a, a second or or nanosecond. Because he's worried that the quarterback might keep it. Uh, but again, I'm from the strictly the running standpoint of it. I, I don't think there's th- there's too much to be a to be concerned about. Uh, Spiller can carry it. All those guys. You wouldn't be playing college football if you couldn't carry it. The thing that I'm going to be uh, really concerned about and watching Spiller when he's in there is when they pass and his his. Uh, assignment is to to stay in a pass block yes uh is he going to be able to do that
0: and that, did you i think you mentioned this earlier but that that seemed like a an area in corbin's game I, that was still developing i thought it was inconsistent still developing, you know yeah. i saw
6: some times when it seemed like you know he he just didn't make the block that he needed to or yeah. we're only you know he only played a game and a half so right it's a small sample size
0: to judge him on yeah but he was going to be and a then significant significant the, part there's the kickoff right? return no aspect that's a good point too now, yeah now, I do what do think, you think they do there?
6: I, well, they got enough athletes out there that, you know, maybe an Anais. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, Jalen Preston. Um, you know, I mean, they, they've got guys that uh, are, are good athletes. So, I I, I would uh, – that'll just be interesting to mm-hmm. see. But, I, I, again, I don't think that's a, a an area where I'd be too concerned. Heck, by the – these days you can just fair catch it and take it at the 25 and most teams feel pretty good about it
0: lucci brought a point yesterday somebody had a, a post on the site saying would it be time to consider james foster a running back and billy responded and said i would try an ania smith before i tried james foster remember smith did that in high school so it'd be interesting if they're looking for a little change of pace and try to fill that gap a little bit I mean, none of them have any experience so to go from non-running back to second running back That happened at Texas. See, again, that just. (laughs) Quarterback to second running. That
6: just. uh, To to me, that's gross overreaction. Because you say, okay, wait, I got a a Spiller who has no. I recruited as running back, no experience. I got Richardson who has marginal experience, but I recruited him as running back. I got Cabote who has some experience as running back. And I got uh, Deneric Prince. So there's four guys, and you're telling me that I need to take, go to a a backup quarterback or a uh, a guy that i recruited as a receiver i mean
0: well he was four- recruited to be everything remember even okay. at signing day he the point is i've got four guys that have been recruited right. as running back and even Mon mentioned jet sweeps i think it would might have been an indication we're going to see a little more of a smith nice but we'll see well, i have no idea but they should use reading tea they
6: should have used uh, uh, if he can if he can produce in that position they should have used or should be thinking about using jet sweeps even before corbin got out right Yep. But once again, I'm trying to think about this. Uh, I I kept hearing about how good the depth was there, and now they lose the starter, and now we're saying, well, should a quarterback and a receiver suddenly be running back? Don't
0: when you think? When there's four that, guys there, don't you think recruited. the depth narrative was when Jackson was there too.
6: No, because Jackson's been
0: gone They're, since the that was a spring narrative. I wasn't. know what what.
6: No one said once Jackson got hurt it was oh my gosh. Too bad, but at least it was at a position that we're really deep. All right? So, which is it? Are they really deep or are they not? I know this. There's four guys that were recruited to play running back. And and now you're saying, not you, but now they're saying, oh, take a quarterback and put him there? It's not like Texas where they only had one healthy guy.
0: Right. It was Ingram and nobody else. So, what this you're telling different. me, so what, th- you, but what they're
6: telling me is apparently Spiller's incompetent. Or apparently, Richardson's incompetent. Or apparently, Cabote's incompetent. Or apparently, uh, Prince Prince is incompetent. Or all of them. Because, oh my gosh, we only have four guys. We only have four running backs, so let's go to a quarterback. It's the silliest yeah, thing I've ever heard.
0: I think Gross overreaction. Yeah, it's not time to overreact a running back. But I've I got a little bit of concern as to whether these guys are going to be really good backs in the SEC And, and
6: that's 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 understandable. they got to – again – this st- rarely is the next guy as good as the starter.
0: Yeah, and these guys though they're in year three, two, and three respectively. I'm talking Kabode, Prince, and Richardson. I kept hearing out of how, high school that three. How, I, I
6: kept hearing how special Richardson could
0: yeah, be. Yeah, that's eight combined years out of high school from that group. That's barely played. That doesn't mean they're not good. And now they're going to get an opportunity behind what looks to be the lead dog, well, well, you Isaiah know, You know the the, the,
6: the the guy that that you just lost up until this year. I'm not going to say barely played, but had you know seen minimal action, about 60 carries last year. Over yeah.
0: a, so and Jackson didn't have much action either. It was a very, very young. Jackson had how many carries last year? Oh, six or eight. Six or eight and fumbled yeah. on one. Yeah. Our thanks to Olin Buchanan, who joins us weekly on this show. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back and go in the trenches with Cole Kublick, former Auburn center and one of the great – Analysts on the SEC Network, Cole Kublik, will join us next on the TechSags Marina White Report on the CRM Sports Network.
5: If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic.
3: My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic
5: and it works. I've been taking garlic for years.
3: My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps
4: maintain healthy cholesterol.
5: I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard. The bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously, because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash credit products are issued by webbank member fdic rates in terms vary based on credit history amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion offer valid for loan products 90 days after today other restrictions apply see website for details how do i feel awesome
4: like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders
5: hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed rate debt consolidation loan through avant i paid off all my credit cards and now i just have one easy monthly payment with avant and i don't have to worry about the rates going up Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me.
3: Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment?
5: Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter and Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since eighteen seventy-six, Dexter Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call seven six 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 That's Avant.com code 5252. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit.
0: And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter and Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since eighteen seventy-six, Dexter and Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on in your insurance, call seven six 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 six
7: six 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 six
0: six 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 six
7: six 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 six
0: six 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 six
7: six 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 six
0: six 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 six
7: six 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 six
0: six 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 six
7: six 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 six
0: six 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 six
7: six 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 Or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter and Company can do for you. It is the Tech ags Maroon White Report on the CRM Sports Network, and it is time to go in the trenches with Cole Kublik, who joins us on the hotline right now. Taking on, uh, we're talking the Aggies, we're talking LSU, we're talking much more. Cole's going to be in Baton Rouge this weekend. Cole Kublik with us on the hotline. So the crew's headed to Columbia, right? No, I'm not sure where you got your information. We're, oh, we're really? Baton Rouge this weekend. So, yeah. Oh, no, is we'll that be, right? Oh, good we'll, for you. We'll you don't have Rouge, to deal with Tom. i to LSU Northwestern State. So, I mean, yeah. No, I mean, I do. I do, unfortunately, have to deal with Tom, but uh, just right. not in his hometown. So Right. I think right. I think there's dealing with him normally, and then there's dealing with him when he's back back around the old high school buddies. Well, there's actually an advantage to going to Columbia, Missouri with Tom because he's more distracted and he has more more things and people that he needs to go see and go okay, do so you okay, actually yeah. get a little more time away from it. so yeah it could be a big thing oh because so you're at your northwestern state lsu that'll be interesting i'm sure you're going to be digging up old uh coach o stories right <laughs> a lot of coach o stories uh probably a lot of stories about this offense uh, we'll talk a lot about joe burrow and just uh, maybe what the potential really is now that we've seen this offense be different for them for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. Coach O and his alma mater coming in at Northwestern State LSU. That's pretty interesting stuff. All right, hey, so let's start with AM. <clears throat> I want your assessment. 14-point loss at Clemson, number one, but A&M didn't play. Clemson's a, an incredible team. They probably didn't play their best football offensively, but a and also did a good job defense. What did you see from it just overall, Cole, the good and the bad? I think the, the, the good thing that sticks out first for A&M is you're going to be able to lean on and build around that defensive line. Uh, obviously, I, like I told you last week, this Clemson offensive line is a little bit different. They're bigger, they're beefier, they're bulkier, and obviously Travis Etienne is dynamic at tailback. They didn't really consistently get the run game going. They had a big outside zone going in from just out the 20. They had a big outside zone coming out from inside the 5. And maybe one of the run up the middle that was kind of a bust by an inside linebacker late in the game, but that that run game consistently was not there. And I think Matabike and Bobby Brown, Michael Clemens, um, and you know those guys were were heavily responsible for that. Um, you know, I think offensively there was never even a, a, a rhythm that they could they could sort of lean on and depend on. Um, that I, I give Brent Venables a lot of credit for the plan that he had, Gabe. Uh, I think that he understood that he had a talented defensive line, but not one that was very experienced. And he wasn't going to – in years past, I think Brent probably knew he could sit back and let those guys go make plays and let them sort of figure out what was happening. Well, he took a different approach this time and said, we're going to attack. I'm going to force those guys into positions to be able to make plays, and I'm going to do some things that maybe A&M hadn't seen. He did some things that I've never seen. I mean, some of the run stunts that he ran, some of the replacements and run fits that he ran, I had never seen, and so I know A&M probably hadn't seen him. So he did a good job confusing and mixing and matching up front. He saw a lot of different looks along the defensive line, changed up his fronts a lot, and I think that confusion was, was an issue for Texas A&M. That offense is still going to be good, and obviously losing Corbin is going to hurt moving forward, but the offensive line's got a lot to clean up, and I think you go back and look at you know that, that game offensively for me you hear this sort of old school coaching adage a lot that you know it only takes one mistake on offense to ruin a play you can have multiple guys making mistakes on defense but one guy can, can sort of wreck a play a tight end missing a backside block on, on outside zone a guard in a tackle not switching off a twist in pass protection you know uh, an errant throw by kellen bond a drop pass by a certain receiver i mean it was it was just one little thing consistently throughout the course of that game for A&M that just did not allow them to get any real rhythm going. But you still have to give Clemson a lot of credit. I mean, Kayvon Wallace was all over the place. Oh, yeah. I mean, that dude played the game of his life. And if he's not – I haven't seen the award, but if he's not ACC Defensive Player of the Week, then they probably shouldn't give out those awards anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that guy, that kid took that game and I mean, he was – he was pressuring Calamon, he was making tackles on the back end, he was batting balls down, and he was helping to run support. So uh, that was a big game for him, and one that uh, I think he made his mark on. But for me, I think the, the positives that you come out on are you were close offensively, if you erase some of those mistakes, possibly it's a different game, you still have a ton of talent on that side of the ball, and defensively, you're going to be able to lead on that defensive line for the entire season. They're that good, and they're going to keep you engaged.
0: You know, you bring up Venables and the job he did. And, and Jimbo, in his last seven years dating back to 2012, had he's averaged 30 points against Clemson with six different quarterbacks in seven years. And now he's got a, a veteran returning player who's coming off a white-hot game, the game you guys call the Texas State, goes in there. And you go watch the game, and um, they're talking about it on TV. It's like 3-3 three, three, with three safeties and Simmons is playing in between splitting the two safeties. I mean, this is not stuff Venables typically does. And, you know, Lucci's, this buzz he's hearing out there on the inside is that, that was something they just could not have prepared for because Brent's never really run that before.
7: No, I agree. There was, there were a lot of different looks and, and it wasn't just up front with the front seven. He did a lot on the back end. And I think that caused serious confusion. That was, that was a problem. Um, for, for that a And M offense, I think you know they were confused. I think there were times that that Kellan maybe maybe bailed on his protection a little bit early. Uh, kind of there was going to be pressure, and then there wasn't, and then there was times that there was pressure earlier than it should have been. So it just there was no way for them to consistently find rhythm. And yeah, yeah it's, a, it's it's a rhythm based offense.
0: Our thanks to Cole Kublik. We'll keep the conversation going with Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio next on the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. our conversation about A;M, LSU, the SEC and around college football with Aaron Torres on the TexA Marina White Report, CRM Sports Network. Aaron Torres with us right now on the hotline. How about this Michigan? yeah, they beat Army, but it took two overtimes and I understand Army took OU to overtime last year and they've won 21 games in the last two years. They're a solid team. but when and I think Pat 40 said this best on Twitter, when Army has got more dimensions in their offense than you do, you got a bad offense. They cannot figure out what the heck's happening. Took double overtime, a twenty-four to twenty-one win for the Wolverines. They do not look good early right now. At,
8: yeah, I said this on my podcast yesterday. Um, I think they're in real trouble. I really do, um, because you know, unlike LSU, who is fully committed to this this new this new age offense, Michigan just isn't good at it, um, and I don't think that's fixable. And I don't think that that I don't think that game was reflective of Army as much as it was reflective of Michigan. Yeah, Army's a good opponent. They're going to take time off the clock and make you look bad. But if you look at the game, the time of possession was actually pretty even, which means that you know Michigan sustained some drives of their own. And I'm telling you, I watch that game. Obviously, I try to watch as much as I can on Saturdays before I go in and do radio. And they, this is the way I said it on my podcast. They're not only not good at the things that they want to be good at, they're no longer good at the things that they used to be good at. And there were so many, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much you got to watch Gabe, but there were so many third and ones, fourth and ones, third and two. They can't get those yards anymore. And so if you're not playing fast and loose and you can't line up between the tackles and pound the ball, I don't know how this gets better. They got a bye week this week, and they go to Wisconsin. But they look like to me, like, and I know it's one game, but they look eight and ish to me. Especially, we know Ohio State looks good. They play at Penn State. All of a sudden, I can't believe I'm saying this. Maryland's no longer a pushover, and so they just they look like an eight and four team to me. They really do.
0: Yeah, Michigan had um, three lost fumbles all last year. They've lost. They've coughed the ball up five times put it on the turf wow. and lost it not just five fumbles they've lost them they've mm-hmm. lost five fumbles in two games I don't know man this I don't know if this it's hardball thing if this thing this is just because they've got you are you you've got the shadow of Ohio State Michigan State actually looks like a be, much better yeah. team right now and all eyes will be on them this week because it's such a bad schedule and the best game all weekend is Arizona State and Michigan State but Good Lord! I mean, we've been th- we've been waiting. We've been waiting for Harbaugh, and then it was yeah. like, okay, have a nice season, but you still can't beat Ohio State. There, this team will get run by Ohio State this year. Does he
8: make it through this season? Yeah, he makes it through the season. I mean, okay. you know, it, it's okay. the tough scenario. Yeah, well, he makes it through the season, but I will say this: you know, it's a lot different story if you go ten and two, and your only losses are to Ohio State and somebody else that's really good. Uh, and it's a lot different if you're eight and four. I mean if if Ohio State is the only hurdle the way that they are the only hurdle last year, you can kind of justify it, right? Like, yeah, we want, like we wanna be in the like we wanna be in the playoff. We think we're good enough, we're giving you everything available, but man, if we're eleven and one and we just can't get over that Ohio State hump, like sometimes that's life. But if you're eight and four and now all of a sudden you've fallen behind Penn State or Michigan State, who I didn't even mention, good good call by you, Gabe, um, it's it's a weird, weird, weird deal. Um, you know, I, I know enough people that know that, you know, he really doesn't want to go back to the NFL. He really wants to get this Michigan thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I don't know how many more, you know, kind of swings at this thing he can take. I mean, it's clear that whatever he's doing, it's just not working. And like I said, I I don't think it gets better this year. I really don't.
2: At
0: Wisconsin, that'll be tough. Iowa at home will be very tough at Penn state. He hosts Notre Dame. He goes to Maryland. He goes to Maryland. Mm -hmm. He has Michigan state. He has Ohio state. I mean, it's going to be tough to get eight wins on that schedule. And they've he's been in hot water for a little while now. All right, Aaron, before we let you go, you're living in Los Angeles, the state of the L.A. teams right now. A very kind of oh. sketchy 2-0 and oh for USC. J.D. Daniels is <laughs> out. And then Lynn Swan is now quitting. And then at UCLA, is this as bad as it's ever been, UCLA 0-2 start under Chip
8: Kelly? Uh, yeah, I'm amazed. And, and look, this is part of the reason why Chip Kelly took the US, UCLA job over Florida is because I think he wanted time and he wanted to be out of the spotlight. Uh, but you keep losing games like this, it's hard to stay out of the spotlight. Um, I don't have an answer for it. I don't know if he's just checked out, if he's not committed to this thing, um, if he's too stubborn, if his if his kind of way of doing things just kind of, uh, you know, whatever, but I'm just I'm just amazed that they're not further along and, and nobody nobody expected them to be Oregon to to be winning the Pac-12 every single year but I mean you losing a San Diego State you're losing at Cincinnati which maybe Cincinnati isn't even that good based on what we saw from Ohio State this weekend and I, I don't get how how things are so bad and oh by the way you got Oklahoma coming to town this weekend so good luck with that um, yeah. and then USC I I, I think yesterday was the powers that be at that school, and they do have a new school president, mm-hmm. they're kind of starting to rally the troops thinking exactly what you just said, Gabe. This 2-0 and start is nice, but this Clay Helton thing isn't working for the long term. And they still have... Uh, at BYU, Utah, at Washington, at Notre Dame in the coming weeks. And so whether it is Urban Meyer, whether it is somebody else, I think that they're saying we're not going to get anybody high profile.
0: Big thanks to Aaron Torres. We'll take a timeout. We'll pick the games that matter in the SEC and what we need to see in AM versus Lamar Saturday at Kyle Field. Coming up next in the final segment on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network.
2: Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more.
3: Awesome. Like what?
2: We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network.
3: Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you...
2: Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep.
3: No, no. Something about the car?
2: Oh, you mean Boost super reliable, super fast network.
3: Before that, the car smashing thing.
2: What, the smashing deal we got? Four lines for just $25 per line per month?
3: No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit.
2: I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones.
4: Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. 916 nine, sixteen, nineteen, or while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See boostmobile.com or retailer for full details. <laughs> This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at vistaprint.com. Own the now.
1: All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official auto trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or you use it as a down payment on your new Chevy because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices you'll never want to shop anywhere else that's why since 1972 all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryan or shop us online all the time at tomlight.com Chevy find new roads
0: It is the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, and let's run down quickly the games that matter in the SEC. There's really three of them, and then we'll pick the fourth being A&M hosting Lamar. Probably the biggest game of the week. It's a clunker of a schedule for week three. It's not great at all. You got ninth-ranked Florida at 2-0 at 2-0 and Kentucky. Now, the Wildcats won 10 last year. I still think personnel-wise they're a shell of themselves this year, and despite the fact that – they don't have a great passing quarterback in Terry Wilson. Now they lose him. They picked They picked up a grad transfer from the lower ranks. We'll be starting in this game. But Terry Wilson's out. 6 o'clock at Kroger Field in Lexington. It's on ESPN. That tells you how bad it is. I'll tell you how bad a week it is in college football. Game day is in Ames. In Florida at Kentucky is on ESPN main channel. At 6 o'clock in a primetime slot. Florida minus 7.5 all over that. Florida Gators cover that spread with no Terry Wilson for Kentucky. Remember, that's not Benny Snell, Josh Allen running out there as well. And Kentucky's uh, – they've still got a lot to prove to me. So does Florida, but I just think overall talent will win. The Dan Mullen factor as well. Florida minus 7.5 all day. I think Florida wins by double digits easy. Second-ranked Alabama, 2-0 and at 1-1 and South Carolina. 2.30 Central time at Williams-Brice Stadium on CBS – Al- see, this is the main national CBS game. Bama at South Carolina. Ugh. South Carolina, a home dog by 25-plus points. Alabama minus 25-and-a-half, I think they cover it because I think they roll so much in the first half. South Carolina has a freshman quarterback and a neat story in Ryan Holinsky, and he's good, but he ain't this good. I, I don't think I see an upset Bruin by any stretch of the imagination all over the tide minus 25-and-a-half. K-State at 2-0 at 2-0 Mississippi State. Now, we'll see what happens to Tommy Stevens. He's going to play, I think, but he he got banged up in their last game. He's the quarterback for Mississippi State. 11 o'clock, Davis Wade Stadium on ESPN. MSU, the Bulldogs, minus 7.5. I think they cover it too. Cover K-State at home, minus 7.5. And that leads us to the A&M game. Hosting Lamar, the Aggies 1-1, one one, Lamar at 2-0, oh, 6 o'clock at Kyle Field on ESPNU, AM and m at forty three and a half. Man, that's a lot of points. I think, I think A&M wins big. It's 48-7 to seven is my pick, but 48-7 to seven is 41 points. It's going to be close to that number. But A&M is going to have to go out there and try to figure some stuff out. they got to find who their running backs are. Spiller's going to have to get a bunch of carries. Isaiah Spiller, the true freshman quarterback or the true freshman running back, and then they've got to figure out who who else they've got back there. You know the names; you've seen the practice production, but so far they just haven't played a lot of football. So I think they're going to go and work on some stuff and get some backup receivers in. You'll you'll see a ton of backups. Forty three and a half is a ton of points. I'm going to go Lamar in the points, but AM wins the game. Now, what I need to see in the game? Number one thing: get off to a fast start on offense. Something mine has a history of not doing. Kellen Mond and the offense, they should roll these guys from the word go, and that starts with the quarterback, Kellen Mond. Number two, figure out who the, the new running back rotation, like I just said, behind Spiller. Spiller's probably your lead dog, and you want to use Spiller and get him rolling. Take the bulk of the first half carries, but get Cabote, Prince, Richardson, and these guys. They We're going to have to see what these guys can do. Number three, get in sync with the receivers. They were not in sync the other day. Uh, go deeper into that rotation than we've seen, I think, in a game against Lamar. You still don't know much at all about the guys behind the four primary pass catchers. You want to see Caleb Chapman, even Jalen Preston, true sophomore, well, redshirt freshman. Uh, Aniah Smith, the true freshman. Dalen Wright as well. These guys are talented. Uh, some of these guys are pretty highly recruited, and we hadn't seen them much or at all. So against in a game like Lamar, time to get these guys on the field. Number four, defensively, keep doing what you're doing. Shut down the run, make plays behind the line of scrimmage. Probably some more sacks, AM has 12 tackles for loss but just four sacks. So get to the quarterback more and hit him. Uh get you're getting good production from your corners. Your safeties have been hit and miss. You get some very positive things from Demani Richardson. Leon O'Neill has done some nice things. He's also had some bust. So clean up some things on the back end and speaking of clean up, my uh, number 5 point is play clean football. Don't turn it over. Be efficient in the red zone. Limit your bus on defense and avoid the abundance of penalties, especially the unforced stuff, the pre-snap penalties, the procedural stuff that can really kill a drive. Again, the score, 48-7, to Texas A&M over Lamar. Next week, we'll look back on the game against Lamar, but we'll spend the majority of our time looking ahead to a huge matchup. At Kyle Field, Auburn coming in, a place that A&M has never beaten them, at Kyle Field. Auburn's won every time they've come to Kyle Field. 13, 15, and 17. And it's time to reverse that course, as Auburn did last year, where AM had won all the road games going over there on the Plains. Well, it's time to go ahead and, and, and offer some payback next week. But first, it's AM and Lamar. It's 6 o'clock at Kyle Field on ESPNU. That's this Saturday. We'll break that all down and look ahead to Auburn on the other side next week on the Tex-Ags Marina White Report on the CRM Sports Network.